Well, Big D, back with another U.S. Open preview. Before I bring in my golfing buddy from uh, Massachusetts, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. You know it's U.S. Open week, so uh, it's uh, crazier than ever. Also, check out the Big D podcast for the audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, looking to complete the Grand Slam of one and done majors, Fantasy Labs, Action Edwards, Matt Benenzi. So, Matt, how are we going to complete the Grand Slam this week? Well, I just got to keep doing what we've been doing. You know, the uh, last three times I've been on here, we picked the winner. So I, I got to keep coming back until until we lose. But then who knows? Yeah, yeah. Either you're the either I'm your good luck charm or maybe your picks are the good luck charm, right? It could be you. I, I, I'm not going to test fate. I'll tell you that much. So, um, obviously, we know what we know how difficult the U.S. Open is, but from but uh, because it's in 2023, I thought we could go three for 23. So, Matt, when boy, U.S. Open, what are three words that come to mind? Three words that come to mind. Okay. Uh, well, usually out the three words out come to mind would be long and straight. That's the guys you want in the U.S. Open. But this this week, I don't know if it's going to be. You, you still want to be long and straight, but I think it might be a little bit of a unique setup from what we've seen in the last five or so years. Here's here's what I would call a U.S. Open: brutal, grind, tough. Yep. You 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 you're not you're not going to hit. 287 great shots. You, you're going to hit some bad shots. But you've got to minimize the mistakes and capitalize on your opportunities. Yeah, that, that sounds like Brooks Kepka to me, which is a little scary. Hey, 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 we already use him. We can't. We, we don't need him. Plus, his California history is not that great, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. What are your three favorite U.S. Open courses? Hmm, great question. My my favorite is Oakmont. Uh and we'll be going there soon, right? Um, yeah, I I loved uh Shinnecock. I thought that was a great spot. And and that gave us um you know, and I, I kind of use that as a springboard for picking Brooks at the PGA. I thought that was great. Um and huh, the last one I will go with. I didn't love Tory Pines as a U.S. Open spot. Um, let's think of some other recent. Chambers Bay didn't go to too well. Oh, that was a crap fest. Aaron Hills was a disaster. Yeah, Aaron Hills was way too low scoring. I will say, I liked Brookline just being. It might be a home home cooking, but I thought that was pretty good. Uh, you're right. Oakmont was brutal back in the 20s, and it will be brutal in the 2020s. Uh, you're right. You're right for New York course, but I think you. But uh, how about one that hasn't even hosted an open since 2009? I I like Beth Page. I love Beth Page. Another great one. Another great one. Um, I feel like it's wrong to ha- to not have a U.S. Open course in California. So I'm thinking. What open courses in California? Uh, Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the Pebble Beach one. I know a lot of people like it, but it just it didn't feel like the the right spot for a U.S. Open for me. Well, I mean, uh, the Marine Lane made it feel more like the AT and T Pro Am on steroids, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
But I mean, uh, if the horse drives out, it's going to be even one under wins, unless Tiger wins at 12 under. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like Pinehurst for a, a venue if they can go there again. That's next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that'll be a good one. Okay. And uh, big three golf. And then uh, big three golf. So I'm. Um, Obviously, heading into this year, the big three golfers were Scheffler, Rom, and Roy. Well, Rom won the Masters. Scheffler won Waste Management and the Players. But who would be the third golfer in the big three this year? Would it be Brooks or would it be somebody else? Oh, it's got to be Brooks. 2-1 in the first two majors. You can't do much better than that. Rory's out of there. I mean, Victor Hoffman's got a compelling case with what he's done the last three majors. I mean, he's been so consistent, made every cut. cut yeah. Finally got the win in the Memorial. I mean, if you look at what's happened the last year, I feel like a major's coming for Hoffman. I, I completely agree, and I hope we can dodge him this week. I, I, I've already bet him at Hoylake, which I, I bought probably six months ago, 33-1, to 1, which now is going to look really good by the time that comes around. So I... I he can win this one. I'm not going to be on him, but I, um, I'm i hoping we can dodge him for one. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you know, the best case would be misses the cut, and then he get, and then we get a 25 with 30 to 1 in July. Yeah, yep, that'd be great. So, obviously, the Los Angeles Country Club hosts in the Open. First time that the U.S. Open has gone to a, a different, to a, a untested, venue since uh, Aaron Hills in 2017, but I don't think we're going to have the crazy low scores. I don't think we're going to have the uniqueness of Chambers Bay in 2015, but this could be a unique golf course. How so? I agree with that. I do I do see a little Chambers Bay, just in kind of the way it might look, if it gets baked out enough. Um, and I think it does bring players into play that you might not see at a typical U.S. Open. So, Fairway is going to be a little bit wider. I think uh, width-wise, they're similar to Augusta. I think around the green game is going to be a little more important now than we've seen in previous U.S. Opens. Uh, we've seen, you know, wing foot, you can just mash it as far as you can up there, and then you'll have a nice wedge under the green. But I think it's going to be really baked out, and the approach shots are going to be so long that I think it's going to be really difficult to hold the greens. So I think even the best players are going to be missing a lot of them. I think you need to get up and down for some interesting uh, places. I know the bunkers are going to be tough. Some holes you'll see some really shaved runoff areas that'll filter all the way down, but there are, are some holes where there's some rough around the greens too. So I think you have to have all the shots around the green. You know what I think? You know what I think of this course? This is a finicky golf course because is it Tory Pines? Maybe not. Is it Riviera? Maybe not. I mean, can you even compare with like a three Gil Hands free designs, Wingfoot, Southern Hills, and uh, Brookline last year? Yeah, I don't think it's really comparable to those spots. That's the, that's what's kind of odd about it. It seems like it's its own unique style of, and I think maybe after after the event's over, we might be able to make better comparisons. But as of now, it's hard. It's just so unique that it's hard to to put it in any of those camps. I think right now, I feel like the best comp is Augusta, just because the the green complexes and the undulations and the um, the rolling fairways where you're not going to have as as many even lies as you'd like. It's yeah, plus I think plus even though you think of California fairways, you think you would think it'd be POA, but believe they are. I believe bent. I believe this course is used in bent grass, right? 
So the fairways in Rafa Bermuda in Bermuda, the green... sorry, Bermuda, but bent but bent grass greens. greens. Just like Augusta, right? And just like we saw at Oak Hill too. That's a that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign for both of us, right? Yeah, it could be. I mean, any other course you're looking at besides the ones we mentioned? I mean, any you can even think that are resembling LA's uh CC? I thought the Chambers Bay one was interesting. Because it didn't play like a typical US Open like we've seen the last handful of years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do remember, yeah, that one was a weird one because it looked, it actually looked more like, I don't know what to call, what to call that course. That was, that was weird. And it's like brown. Yeah. It looked like, it looked like some, it looked like uh, everybody from Future Sound baked out that course. Yeah, it did. And I think, um, I just think that it's going to be so firm and fast this week. I just think the ball is going to be flying all over the place. Yeah, so really, it's not necessarily going to be long, but who can but who can put the ball in the right spot? Yeah, and it is. I mean, some of those par threes. I mean, you got the two hundred and eighty-five one. Everyone's talking about on eleven. I think that that's a little bit downhill. It'll play more like two forty-five, two fifty. But I still wouldn't want to be playing it. <laughs> and then you look at and then you look at the pole four six, which is three twenty. But it could. But you could hit four different clubs. Yeah, that's going to be a great hole to see with strategy. Um, I know some people are thinking it may be tough to drive it. I do think you'll see some people drive the sixth, um, but I think there's some trouble there if you don't. I don't. I don't think it's like one of those typical risk reward holes where, yeah, like 17 on at, at Scottsdale, you hit it out of bounds, you'll still get up and down for a par relatively easily. But I think there's some eagles in play, and I think there will be some sevens in play there too. So obviously, with this tournament in uh, California. The question is, what California golfer or golfers will emerge? And one one guy who should be very familiar in the Golden State's Max Homer, four of his six PGA Tour wins have come in California. But his major form is, to put it mildly, less than encouraging. So what do you think about Homer this week? I'm very much out on Homer. He was the big flavor a couple of months ago. Everyone is flashing their uh, U.S. Open tickets that they're going to have in the future. I had a 50 right in front of me, and this is at the peak when he was playing at his best. I could have bet it after he even won, and I chose not to. Um, and if you put it in front of my face again today, I would still choose not to, even at 50 to 1. So I just need to see him in the mix at a major. I don't think you can go from never contending at a major to all of a sudden just winning one. I think before he actually does win one, if he ever does, which I don't think is a sure thing. If he does, I think you're going to see him actually get a taste of what it's like to be in the mix prior. By the way, I'm looking at the DK Sportsbook now, Matt. You want to know what Max Holman's odds are? 28? Yep. Yeah, that's no good for me. I mean, you told me Max Max Holman's got lower odds than Dustin Johnson, some of these guys. I'd rather have, like, would you rather have Tommy Fleetwood or Max Holman? I'll take Fleetwood. I will too. The way he's been playing majors, and he loves difficult setups. If only, if only Nick Taylor can, if only he can avoid having Nick Taylor bomb seventy-two foot eagle putts. Yeah, and you know what? Look at every U.S. Open from when they changed um, the schedule around. Every single one has had, I believe, since the shift, has had a, a top ten in the previous major that they played. <laughs> 
that would add yeah you usually don't have a lot of scrubs win this major i i think i think having the pga championship in may compared to august is better because now we've got now we've got more data we've got more points looking at okay this guy's playing well this guy can play a difficult setup or this guy wild on him right i mean so if you look go back fitz he he was in the final group at the pga and then he won the u.s open um ron was eighth at the pga before he won the u.s open um bryson was t4 at uh at harding park he was in the mix and then he won the u.s open did i miss somebody in there um Wood, I think Woodland was in the mix of that PGA um, prior to his win at the U.S. Open. I'm pretty sure. And then, and then of course Brooks in 17 and 18. Yep, he was there. So I just think it's a great way to litmus test to see if a guy's going to contend. Look at the last major. I think top 10. You mean this time you got in the top 10? You have Hovland was there, Scheffler was there, Cam Smith was there, Bryson was there, Brooks. Um, you know, I think your winner is going to be. Rory was top 10, too. Rory was top 10. So I think your winner is coming from that group. Anybody would, I don't think, that wouldn't surprise me, right? Yeah, Victor, right? Yeah, all those guys, I think, have a chance. So the only thing that's hotter than Southwest, than the weather here in Acero, which is saying something because it's always hot and humid this time of year, is you, is you Matt, because let's see, you, you are on one of the craziest hot streaks I've ever seen. Let's see. You've got the last three main. You have correctly picked the last three major winner winners: Cam Smith at the Open, John Rahm at the Masters, Brooks Koepka at the PGA, and not to mention that you correctly picked uh, Fitzpatrick to win uh, Heritage, Victor yeah. Hovland to win the Memorial, believe Bryson DeChambeau first round leader at the PGA. Correct. Correct and top five. 20 to 1. Oh, and not to mention, you also took home a cool 5K uh, for winning the PME uh, at the Memorial a couple of week and a half, a week and a half ago. That was awesome. And then also, it, it is the last three majors, but it's also the last four out of five. Had JT at uh, Southern Hills as well. Just missed the Fitzpatrick US Open. Who was your one and done in that at that? Rom. Oh, I, I went Roy. I thought he was going to do it too. He was in the. He was in the. He he kind of struggled back nine Sunday, but he was in the mix. I should I should have read the notes that said nobody wins the Canadian Open and then the U.S. Open, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, true. So what what's behind you winning or doing so well? Is it just a hot streak? Are you just are you just paying attention to the notes and reading it and reading like every blade of grass on the course well i do do that but i think for the reason why the majors have been so successful is because most times you only get it it's it's like i'm the brooks kepka of of golf betting because he like he said when he said there's only so many guys who can win take rid of all the get rid of all the amateurs get rid of all the pga professionals get rid of this group these guys don't have the balls to do it these guys don't have that end of the day you get 10 players and I think when you're handicapping a major, it almost is, a, is very similar. End of the day, there's 12 guys who can win. I mean, and if you're trying to handicap the Canadian Open last week, there are probably 40 guys who can win. So to me, it's like majors. You get that that narrowed list of who actually can do it. And then you decide, all right, of those 12, who's this court course fits the best? Who's who's in the best recent form? 
who's played at comp courses really well um you know who's more due for a win and then just then the last factor is your gut so i think you can limit the fields down on these majors of guys who can actually win just make just make it easy just make it simpler right sometimes you know okay this guy this guy does not handle go hands courses or this mm-hmm. guy can't can't put on difficult courses or this guy's well, this guy's maybe not long enough for a U.S. Open setup. So no, no, no. And then yes, yes, yes. Right. And you get a small list and then you get the right guy out of that list. So, so, sounds like you should have been betting for the Belmont Stakes a couple of days ago. Yeah, I don't know much about that stuff. So I'll stick to the golf. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, the U.S. this betting wise for the U.S. Open. Uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, who is on your betting card for the Open? Two guys only. Um, and I'll start with one. I know there's a player you're high on, and I take no joy in giving this pick this week. For I don't like backing the favorite. I don't like uh, betting at short odds. But if I think the guy is going to win, I think the guy is going to win. And I think Scotty Scheffler is the worthy favorite. I. The thing I've never had a player rate out as well um, at any event as he rates out well this week because last 24 rounds, he's first in ball striking, first in approach, second off the tee, first in proximity, 175 plus, first around the green. And it's, no one's even close to him in what he's been doing tee to green. No one's even close. And I know the putting is a, is a concern, but I don't care. I don't think he's going to lose eight strokes putting. And if he loses one, he probably still wins. Yeah, you and I are in agreement with Scheffler. I mean, uh, I mean, Brom. I mean, Brom was what I don't, I don't know what you got him for the match, but uh, nine to one. Yeah, I think Scheffler's plus seven hundred. I mean, plus he finished second on the on the Gilhans U.S. Open, and he played the twenty seventeen Walker Cup here. I mean, this feels like Scotty Scheffler should fall in love with this course. It reminds me of when Rom went at Tory. There's just too much to like about it, and I was like looking for at that time. I didn't, I didn't have him, and I, it was a mistake. I was looking for reasons to not bet him instead of just realizing that all everything points to him winning this. And I feel the same about Scotty. If you look, if you find it, if you land on somebody else, it's because you're looking for reasons not to bet him. Everything points to him. Yeah, agree. And if and if Scotty Shuffler put, puts together an average or above average putting week nobody's going to beat him nobody's going to nobody's going to come close scotty's playing unbelievably consistent in in this course many people have said and i agree you got to find the right spots on both the fairways and the greens and there's nobody who is as in control of their golf ball right now as scotty scheffler is yeah and so who would number two be? Because uh, when you mentioned this guy, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I, know, I know. I can see why you would bet him at the Open. Yeah, so this is a guy I bet during the PGA Championship. I tweeted it out, uh, 65, 66 to 1. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who I like for a lot of reasons. He's a California guy. Uh, he's won in a Gil Hans design at Wingfoot back in 2020 U.S. Open, won by six shots. Um, he, we talked about, we want guys who just played really well in the most previous and most recent major at the PGA championship. He finished fourth there. Um, just like he finished fourth at Harding park prior to winning the U S open in 2020. I think he is long and straight. He gained 7.5 strokes off the tee at Oak Hill, which was, uh, first by a mile. Scotty was second at 5.9. So it wasn't even close. Um, 
I think he has a major chip on his shoulder. I think he's an elite player. And I think people who wrote, wrote off Bryson at 29 years old with the amateur career he had, eight PGA Tour wins, one major victory. I think people who wrote him off at 29 years old are going to look really stupid soon. Maybe like when they maybe like when they called Brooks Brooks Kepka damage goods. Then he then he finishes first and second in the first two majors this year. Exactly, and I think he's coming into his own again. I think he's. I think I really think he has a shot to win. Yeah, and plus he almost won the twenty one open at Tory Pines. I know different golf course, different setup, but he should feel comfortable. I don't know, Bruno, on a grind fest here. At his best, he's a great U.S. Open player. And if you think he's rounding back into form, that's a steal. I know he's 40-50 now, I mean, but I think a lot of people got on when I tweeted it back then. Um, if you didn't, you're crazy with how hot he was at the time. So I still like the 40-50, whatever it is. I, I, I truly believe he can win. Uh, I do like Scheffler. Uh, I can't believe I can't believe two guys whose numbers seem egregiously tempting to me, but... Uh, has I don't remember DJ ever being this low for a major. He's plus thirty five hundred. I'm like, I'm like he should feel comfortable. He sh he should love this course. This is this looks like one of a favorite DJ. But I mean, the question is, is DJ just uh, lost in the head right now? Yeah, I mean, I would argue outside of Brooks, he's probably the best U.S. Open player of the generation. Um, with how he's played in U.S. Opens over the last decade, I think he's been excellent. I think he's everything he does is what you want to do in a U.S. Open. He's great. My concern with him, and I still think thirty-five is a good bet, and I think you know you'd probably be smart to bet it. But I, my concern with him is he's shown flashes of being the previous DJ that we've come to know, but it, he hasn't been consistent in that. You might see it around, you might see it two rounds, but he's always going to have a really bad round mixed in there because I think he's still working out with some working out the kinks out. I think he took a lot of time off in the off season. I don't think he, he was, you know, with a live schedule change, he was as committed to practicing as he has been in the past. Um, and I question, I don't want to say a question how much he cares, but I think he's pretty satisfied with where he is in life and that he, after he got that second major, um, but I wouldn't put it past him. And then one guy who uh, I DM'd you last night about, Justin Thomas, 50 to one. And I know he couldn't, he couldn't, Find water if he fell off a boat right now. But <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you tell me JT can't get it together now. JT might put it together for one round and then hit the skids. Like what's going? He feel what's going on with JT right now? Well, would you ever think that Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler would have the same odds coming into a major in twenty twenty three? I would have I would have said you I would have said you have been surfing too much in Southern California. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do I think he's going to do it? No. Do, does that mean 50-1 to 1 isn't a good bet? No, I think it is probably a good bet because if he turns up and he plays well, I think he can he can win. I mean, you would talk about creativity. You talk about around the greens. He has all that stuff. Um, don't trust his driver. Uh, don't trust his putter. I I simultaneously believe that 50-1 to 1 is a good bet and that he can't win. <laughs> and then, I mean... I know, I know Riviera and LACC are different courses, but what about Adam Scott this week? I like Adam Scott a lot. I think he, uh, I can't really picture him winning, but I think he's going to play really well. I think it'd be a great DraftKings play. I think uh, he's starting to kind of round into form and uh, he should be good. Could he be good? I mean, trying to think, Scott, uh, he might be a better top 10. Might he be a better top 10 play at like plus 550? 
Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the move. Okay, speaking of DK, um, millionaires, all kinds of contests. Um, one, who do you think? Who do you think will be the chalky guy? Because I, I've got to think Scotty Chef was going to be twenty five, thirty percent, right? Let me pull it up right now. We'll get. We'll give you some exact numbers of what it, the projections look like. Um, I think. Let's see, I think Spieth is. People are starting to turn. Uh, are starting to like him. Oh gosh! Don't give. Don't talk to me about twenty fifteen all over again. Yeah, I think maybe that could be part of it. Um, I think. Let's see. I think Xander probably because his price and his just U.S. Open success. Um, Wait, and Xander's going to finish T two and annoy us again because he can't because he can't win a major in California. Yeah, right now the three guys, um, ninety five hundred above that are that I are projecting for the most ownership are, um, Xander, Victor Hovland, and Scheffler third. I, I get two of them. I get two of them, but not but not Xander though. But just... it, it's all pretty spread out though. I think people kind of are mixing it, mixing it up a little bit. Um, Cantley seems to be the lower owned guy here because I think his price is really high. Um, I like him so. Uh, who is the one who would be a great tournament play this GPP play? I see Cam Smith as a great GPP play. I think he can play really well here. You talk about creativity, talk about Masters Comp, talk about all these things that I think may come into play um, around the green game. A little bit wider fairways to get away with, starting to round into form. He did have a top 10 at the PGA, which we talked about being important. Um, Cam Smith at 9,000, I think is a really nice tournament play. Yeah, and I and didn't he contend at the U.S. Open last year? Yeah, I think he was around. I mean, prior to that, his history wasn't wasn't all that great. But um, let's see what he did last year. Uh, Cam Smith, he was no, he missed the cut. Not that it, not that it mattered for your account. But he was fourth in 2015. We want to talk about that U.S. Open. True, and Chambers Bay may have some comps here. Right. And you talk about Spieth, people think he's in play here. Spieth and Cam Smith, I think, pretty similar guys. Yeah, I th yeah, I th trying to think. Cam is, I think they're both in the low, high eights, low nines, right? Yeah, uh, Spieth is 9,200. He's gonna, he's looking like 16, 17% owned. Cam is uh, around the 9, 10% market, 9K flat. I'm guessing Bryson's got to be pulling some ownership at 7,600, right? Hatton is very popular in 8,900. He's getting well, a real... Well, that, that doesn't surprise me based on recent form. Yeah, Bryson 12, 15% um, is definitely getting a bit. Rose is going to be very popular. Fleetwood's going to be very popular. Fleetwood 7,900. Rose at 7,700. What's DJ's ownership? DJ is cheap, and he's also doesn't seem like people are going to crazy. I, I bet he'll push 8 to 11% um, at 8,300, which is it's cheap. Uh, cheapest I can remember, DJ. Like, how is DJ eighty three hundred at plus thirty five hundred, but yet Justin Thomas is more expensive at plus five thousand? That doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Adam Scott will be pretty popular, about fifteen percent at seventy five hundred. Wyndham Clark seems to be uh, garnering some ownership. Siwoo Kim at seventy three hundred. Mito at seventy two hundred is going to be popular. All right, Matt. You know I'm the trivia savant. You, you know, you know. Seemingly, everybody tries to 
fool me with questions and what do you have for us open trivia i'm not gonna lie i forgot to do it i forgot to bring a question today um uh, I, i see if i can think of one on the spot i'm usually pretty good at it um i don't think i have one <laughs> all right i do you i'm trying to trying to think of one off the top of my head you usually remind me to, to bring one i completely forgot this time right in all the previews and whatnot i'll, I'll ask you one off the top of my head and i'll look up the answer because i don't know okay what's the what is the lowest score to par in a U in U.S. Open history? Uh, Brooks at seventeen or eighteen. Was at that at Aaron Hills? Bob, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand eleven, at congressional. Oh, oh yeah, that was the wet open. Yeah, sixty-five, sixty-six, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. Um. So that's the lowest. The second lowest is Jim Furyk uh, in 2003 was pretty low. Let's Wait, see. doesn't have Brooks when he won an Aaron Hills? So he was he shot 272. Yeah, that would be that would be 1600 because that was the pole 72. Yeah, he was he shot 272 at Aaron Hills. Uh, Rory was 268 at Congressional. Uh, yeah, Paul 71. So you cheated me a stroke around. Yeah, lowest score to par, though. There, there's Rory at, um, so what, is he, what, what was Rory, 18 and 19 under that time? If he was 260, they would have been both at 16. Okay. Yeah, so I guess to par, you're right. Not total score. It's fooling me with all these. I, I love these questions. Like, what's the lowest score to par? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, one's a Paul 70, one's a Paul 71, one's a Paul 72. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, the lowest score right is 16 under. I don't think I don't think this course will be 16 under. What do you have? I've got the winning score of five, six under. I do too. I've seen some people say 10 or 11, which I don't think it gets to. I'm going to say uh, minus six. I mean, I think JT won the PGA at five, and Fisk was either six or seven at the Open last year. I Bryson won at six under. It seems like six numbers like Gil Hans number. It is, even though when Bryson won second place was even. <laughs> yeah, and the guy and the guy and uh who was the uh, I can't think that other guy with Bryson was out driving him. Matt Wolf. Whatever happened to that guy? He's on live now. He Oh maybe he, on live. And Brooks just kicked him off the team. <laughs> yeah, because he's hurt. Yeah, I don't know if it's that's why. I think they didn't get along or something. I think there's more to that story. All right, Matt. Uh, let's see. Uh, you're going for the Grand Slam of Major One and Done. So who's going to be lifting the U.S. Open trophy on Sunday? Uh, I think it's Scotty, but I want to say, for the sake of this, I want to say Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> so, you've got it, so you've got it both ways, right? I get a long shot, and I got my, the main pick. Scotty is the most likely, but I like Bryson as a long shot. Yeah, it, this is Scotty Sheffield's week. I will, if Scotty Sheffield's on a contention, not lifting a trophy, I will be stunned. This is Scotty Sheffield's major to win. Got the course familiarity with twenty seventeen walk up. What's he got a one average or above average putting week? Nobody will come close to him. Nobody. I, 
I agree. So we're, we're alignment. Scotty, here we go again. Third time. So wait, not third time at home. So fourth time at home for you. And hopefully you, you just win everything, right? Well, this is the fourth time I've been on your show. The previous three led to a major championship victory. So this would be four for four. Uh, it would be unheard of. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I really think Scotty's going to win, but how can it, how can this continue? <laughs> just, just have, just, I need to keep and find you then. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Thanks for hopping on. Hopefully you uh, complete the grand slam of major one and dones and, uh, happy, happy early father's day to you. And, uh, hopefully things go well. Thank you. Let's get another winner.